Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. With Eric and Ryan, this is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at Ziggy's Smoke Shop underscore 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of that fun episode last week, episode 155, where we talked about the Kings in the trade market and how a lot of fans think that trading near shekels is going to get them that star player so it was a fun episode if you're looking for that or any of our others you can always find those streaming on the believe podcast network or wherever you get your podcast bringing in my co-host today as always ryan was good what is going on everybody we are uh recording again on a saturday morning it's uh NFC Championship, AFC Championships tomorrow. You know how pumped me and Eric get about football. So really excited about that. Uh, last game that Sacramento played was that uh, very tight, close game against Golden State Thursday night. So, um, you know, Sacramento really got over the hump. And there were some guys who impressed, man. You know, guys whose names have been in the the trade rumors and all that. So, uh, you know, last few, last few games, Sacramento's played pretty well, in my opinion. So, uh, you know. Just excited to to see what happens over the next few weeks. Yeah, the uh, Kings uh, coming off of a nice fun win uh, against the Warriors, which you could take a look at. I mean, been a been a rough couple weeks. We talked about it our last episode just a couple. It was just a couple days ago. Um, you know, like you always say, big time of the year to talk because there's the trade rumor things are talking are coming around and. You know, people are open to trades. Of course, teams are open to trades. You know, I saw something today, Ryan. They're like, Kings are open to trades. No shit. I didn't know they were the number one seed in the Western Conference, dude. You know, <laughs> right? Like, we're open to trades. But, um, yeah, uh, before we get into it, though, I got a couple things, as always. I'm going to do the ad read so I don't forget. There's a couple times, Ryan, we go getting talking, and then I do the, I forget to do the ad read um, on, on my mark. So, uh, before we get into anything, it's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. And I like that one. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for playoff. Odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Ooh, Bet Online switching it up. The game starts here, where the game starts. Goes through uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. You're a Niner fan, Ryan. So good weekend for you. I'm a Bucks fan. Fucking took that L last week. I'm so uh, disappointed, dude. But you know what? Go, go Niners this week. Be, you know, I, I was. Is not to go too far in the football, but you know I'll say this, man. It's like the the Lions are are what the Kings were like last year, worse, fucking worse, right? And that in that they hadn't made the playoffs in so long, and they were just desperate. And so the 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 home playoff game that they get, you know, all the fans were going wild, and all the stories were just about the fans and how it's been so long. And I wanted nothing more for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat their ass at home and make all those fans cry. 
but it didn't happen. So I'm hoping it happens this week. I'm I don't really at this point root against anybody, but fuck the Lions. I'm rooting against them this week. Well, Eric, if you uh you know take the Sacramento Kings fan uh perspective of things, Tampa Bay wasn't even supposed to be there, bro. So just be happy that they even made it. That consolation prize for you, that participation trophy uh mindset that we see all over freaking Kingsland. Uh, you know. Moral victories. Just be happy that they were even there, man. Baker Mayfield, you know, like he wasn't even supposed to be there. So, but, uh, you know, and you said it's kind of like Sacramento Kings. Not really, bro. Like, at least they advanced a freaking round. You know, like they did win a playoff game wild card weekend and then they win the other home game, right? So, I meant it more in the, I meant it more in the like, you know, going. I understand. The playoffs, I, but... I get it. I'm just trying to, you know, kind of shitting on the Kings a little bit, actually. So, you know, just, just, just. Well, it was like last year, like when the Kings made the playoffs, and it's, it's like, uh, it was, it was a great series, the best series probably, maybe in all the playoffs last year, just from the, you know, entertainment as far factor. as entertainment factor, and I think that fans, because of that, were just like, you know what, it, they made it, it was fun, but I'm cool with it because it was fun, you know, and I think as if, if you're an NBA fan, you can say shit like that, but as a Kings fan, you're like, man, like they. Could have won that game. They let Steph Curry go off, and that Kevon Looney looked like prime Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I, I, I was so pissed, dude. I was there game seven. I went to game one, game one and seven last year in the, in the series, and I walked out with like five minutes left in game seven, dude. Like, they just let Steph Curry, what was it, 50? You know, like, they just let him go off, and, you know, that's why I hate the whole consolation, freaking moral victory, bolt, like, you let this dude just drop 50 in your house in a game seven, dude, on a, on a, in a series that you should win. Uh, I, I was extremely, extremely upset. So I just, I said, fuck that. I was like, fuck the Kings. I'm out of here, dude. This is bullshit, dude. Just the effort was abysmal. It, it was very disappointing. It left a little sour taste in my mouth all off season. So, yeah, I'm kind of tired of that. Uh, I got another thing that that's kind of comparative that's been in the news lately is how the A's are going to maybe potentially would be cool come to Sacramento to play some home games and stuff. And um, I think you know, what's happening is like all of the, it seems like the typical like woke virtue signaling bitch ass beta journalists that pretty much is all of them who cover the Kings, all those guys on Twitter, you know, they, they're like, no, this is bullshit. We should boycott this. This could have been us a bunch of years ago. And you guys are rooting for another team. I'm like, fuck off, dude. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Like the A's suck. Like Oakland sucks. Like if they, if the, if Major League Baseball came to Sacramento, that's tight, dude. We're allowed to say that's tight. But I don't, I don't know if you know this is such a big deal. Like on Twitter, it was a really big discussion in the last week or so. And, they, and all these journalist dudes are quote unquote journalists, whatever that fucking is now. But they're like, no, man, we got to boycott this. We got to stand up. I disagree. Just because we were there, we fought for our team and like we put up our tax dollars and everything, you know, honestly, to build the arena and we did it and that's cool and they didn't. But like just because it could have been us doesn't mean I'm not juiced to watch a major league baseball in my home in my hometown, dude. Right. hundred percent. I'm I'm with you, man. It, it, dude, you're going to tell me that not shit happens in Sacramento, dude. You know, everybody talks about how there's nothing to do in Sacramento and it's, you know, just kind of a freaking uh, a shitty destination for NBA players and all this shit. Anything, anything that happens in SAC that is, you know, has to do with professional sports, I'm about it, man. People are gonna, uh, people are gonna show up. What is that, Rayleigh's field still? Is that what they call it out there? 
like assumptions they, like that. Yeah. yeah, like people are gonna fucking show up. I think it's sick, dude. I'll probably try to go because you know they they might play some good games there. You know, maybe they probably play the Angels there. Mike Trout shows up. That stadium's small as shit, dude. You're telling me you wouldn't want to watch Mike Trout hella close up like that? Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? That that's cool as shit. And I don't have to go to Oakland to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that, dude. And I'm a Giants fan, and I would still show up for that just because of the, uh, you know, how unusual it is and how small it is. It's gonna, you know, everybody's been to Stockton Ports games, Modesto Nuts games, all that shit. Uh, It'd just be cool to be that close, you know what I mean, to major league players. Like I, I'm a big fan of that. I don't, I don't know why anybody would boycott that or hate on that. That's just a bunch of bullshit. Well, because they're just saying, "Oh, that could have been us. That could have been uh, us." So like who said, gives a fuck, dude? It's major league baseball. Yeah, I root for us and everybody else, dude. Cry about it, dude. Save your team, you know. You know, I lose. You, I don't care. But anyway, let's... I'm also, I'm also real quick though. I am also hell about more teams going to Vegas, dude. I think that's sick. They're not my team, so I don't give a shit. But I think having teams in Vegas, that's cool as fuck, man. No, it is. And I'm not going to complain about that because um, I don't really like to go to Oakland uh, anyway. So, <laughs> you know, uh, who cares? All right. So before we get into the the, the basketball banter, uh, we always are going to break this in with the player of the week. This is where I give Ryan a random player from our past. And he has to guess them based on our bio. Ryan, here's your player this week. Six foot five, 185 pounds. All right. If I'm six foot five, I'm going to put 190 at least on the board. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to put 185 <laughs> on the board. That's light. Okay. Um, uh, college, St. Louis. I actually clicked on it because I'm like, is this a high school? Is this a JC? Like, what? St. Louis, St. Louis College, uh, 1998, uh, eighth pick overall by the 76ers, shooting guard. All right. Six foot five, 185 shooting guard, 98 draft, eighth pick overall, 98 to 2000, Sixers. 2000 to 2002 Golden State Warriors, 02 to 05 Washington Wizards, 05 to 08 Cleveland Cavaliers, 08 to 09 Chicago Bulls, 9 to 10 New York Knicks, and then 10 Bobcats, 11 to 12 Magic, 2005 All Defensive First Team, led the NBA in steals that year, actually, career 14 points a game. Probably know this person best from these two teams. I mean, you'll know them, but you'll know them best from probably the Wizards in 02 to 05 and the Cavaliers from 05 to 08 shooting guard. Who's your player? Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. That's a good one, man. Okay. That's good. Like, the, so you would think, like, you would think, I didn't, like, I thought, Larry, I thought Larry Hughes went to a bigger. I, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, yeah, Larry Hughes went somewhere bigger than that. St. Louis, that, that's what that's what almost threw me off. Dude. I was like, Fuck. Well, when I was that's why when I was going through, I clicked on it. I'm like, mm, was he like a high school draftee? Because St. Louis, I mean, it just seems like he would be bigger than that. But yeah, yeah, there it is, dude. St. Louis. Um, Larry, Larry Hughes was cool. He had a few cool years in the NBA. All defensive first team in 2005. It's crazy though how you can be all defensive team first team one year and never even make a second team or anything any other year in, in your career. Um, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a little weird. It is a little weird. So it's Allah. He just led the NBA in steals that year. So it must have been it. Like, you know, how we got I it. Hate, yeah, but steals are so freaking just to me, it's kind of a weird stat, dude. Like people just be throwing the ball away sometimes and it just kind of you're just standing there. <laughs> There's a steal. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's it's uh, I think I think a lot of those stats are a little bit skewed. You know, it's 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 once once a player does it continuously throughout like multiple years, that's when you can do it. But like one outlier season. You know, doesn't uh, to me doesn't mean you're in a uh, you're a uh, like all league type of player, right? And that was like 
you know, like, like with Sean, with Sean Holmes, you're oh, he blocks shots. He does no, you know, he kind of gets some stats because he's on the floor, but like you take the guy in totality, dude. Like, no, yeah, he's not. Two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, you just came back on the Rashawn Holmes freaking bashing train, dude. I'm here for it, though. I'm here. I'll do it anytime it. I can. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is before we logged in, I I was on Kingsland just looking at some takes, and someone put a funniest fucking status or whatever you call it on Facebook. Uh, they go, they go. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes, man, we really made a mistake, you know, trading him. He's really crushing it right now. Um. You know, him and Luca combined for 77 points. Because yeah. Luca, what did he drop? 73? 73, yeah. Damn, I'm surprised Rashawn Holmes even got four points, dude. Well, I think that's around his average. You know, probably gets a little couple free throws. Rashawn Holmes does hit his free throws and, and, um, and, uh, you know, maybe a little fucking, you know, put back or something. And then, you know, do we that's, play? That's it. Yeah, we play the Mavericks tonight, actually. Yeah, I, I'm looking that. forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. I always like those ones. Um, so let's get into the Kings talk, Ryan, because it is our Kings cast podcast. Uh, we can start with the Warriors just because it's always nice when the Kings beat the Warriors, which they've done now a couple times this season, which is which is cool because, um, you know, it seems like that's just been their Achilles Achilles heel over, over time. Uh, in that game, though, one highlight that we can talk about is Harrison Barnes. So. People, I feel like people are really in the prisoners of the moment when it comes to Harrison Barnes this week because he dropped 39 in a game, which is, I think, his career high. I think I saw uh, someone reported that. Uh, so people are like, well, maybe maybe it ups his trade value and maybe uh, we don't trade him out. Okay, up your trade value. I think NBA GMs aren't prisoner moments on a random game that happens on a Thursday in fucking January. But, but Eric, Eric, he said two good games in a row. What do you mean? Well, you know, uh, I don't know. I was going to say something smart, but like the, uh, the previous 42 games were just flukes, Eric. It was just a, he was just in a slump, man. He's really figured it out these last two games. Yeah. Well, I would say it's because we, we've been kind of shitting on him and we we are consistent about it. Like there is value on Harrison Barnes. It's hard. There, it's not like there's a bunch of wings floating around who you can start consistently. And the guy you can't start, he plays he plays all of his minutes and he play, he doesn't really miss games. And he has he his floor is, you know, serviceable. So obviously last year the Kings got where they were from him playing the role in, in there. But to act like dude, one game from that guy is gonna elevate his trade status. I don't see. I just think people are delusional as always. Well, and let's let's be real. The last few games, man, he's. I, I would venture to say that the last two games, he's, are probably his two highest uh, shooting attempt game, field goal attempt games of the season. Right? What he, what did he have? Twenty four shots against the Warriors. You know, like usually Harrison Barnes shooting the ball. Like I don't know. You know, it feels like I'm not gonna. You know, people are gonna fact check me on this. It feels like seven, eight times a night you know, 10 maybe. Uh, but he has been more aggressive. I went to that game against Atlanta uh, last Monday night. He was hell aggressive, dude. From the opening tip, he came out fucking firing. You know, he he was, it was kind of uh, Harrison Barnes of last year. He was working in the post a lot. You know, he was hitting, hitting that mid-range turnaround just because he is a big body, dude. He is 6'8", but um, that has a lot to do with it, right? The aggressiveness and the, and the field goal attempts and the chances that he's getting, you know, he's just taking advantage of it. Um, is it sustainable? Obviously not, dude, because since Harrison Barnes has been in Sacramento, he's floated around. I think his highest was 16.1 a game, his first full season with Sacramento, and then it's gone down every year. 
you know, what is he at 12, 13 a game this year? Um, you know, so I, I think overreaction on people with, uh, is that going to bump his trade value? Or are we going to keep him? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really, the, with the way the trade market has turned out to be in the rumors and stuff for the, the asking price for some of these fucking just like the kids say mid players this year, you know, like it, it's ridiculous. I, there is a world out there where Harrison Barnes stays in Sacramento, you know, I, and I don't think that would be because of the last two games. People are going to say that, well, he started picking it up. That's why they didn't trade him. No, that's, that's not it. You know, Monty McNair, like you said, is not a prisoner of the moment. GMs in the NBA are smarter in that. Um, but if he does stay, I think it's just because of the asking price for some of these players is astronomical. Um, if he gets moved, it's not because of these last two games, you know, somebody's not going to be like Harrison Barnes is going to change our franchise with those. Nah, uh, you know, I, I just don't see it. But, you know, hey, Sacramento's winning games and that's all that really matters, in my opinion. You know, good for Harrison Barnes that he's came out and played. But, uh, you know, I think it's matchups matchups the last two weeks or the last two games for him have, have been favorable. So 11.7 points came to be clear. That's where he's sitting. Oh right now. God. Oh God. Yeah. I agree with you though. And we talked about it. Me and you talked about it offline this last week and that, yeah, the, the asking prices and then what you're seeing for the guys is, who have been getting traded is, is really, uh, it is a lot. And I think the Kings are in this weird spot right now. And we can, we could take it here, Ryan, where, you know, they could be buyers, but there's different types of buyers. Like the Kings, they've been buyers the last couple of years in that they've been looking at guys who they think are going to be fit, like fits a long term, who allow them the opportunity to maybe re-sign or control the contract that's reasonable, whatever. They're, they have not mortgaged their future in multiple picks, multiple players or developmental level players to get a guy. They haven't done that yet. And I think the only time you you strike and make that type of deal is when you feel like we can, you can go on a run this year and you're you are sacrificing potentially future years. But I don't know if the Kings are that this year. I don't know if they're in a position where they can go out and trade multiple picks and and maybe a development or developmental player or a strong rotational player for like you said a mid-level guy. Like now for a star, that's mean you've talked about for sure, for sure. But a guy with a bad contract or, you know, I, I just don't know. Not even a, not even a bad contract, dude. Like I've been seeing people that, you know, like Chicago's asking price for Caruso. Right. And I, and I'm not even a fan of Caruso, right. Just as an example, it's like two or three first, or it's like two first and a player. And you're like, fuck dude. Why would Sacramento do that? Is Alex Caruso going to take Sacramento to the Western Conference Finals? Not a fucking chance he's not. He he doesn't sway the uh the the you know the bar to wins. It just doesn't he's a he's a nice player, you know, but is he going to elevate us? No, he's not, man. And and that's kind of the moves that I'm talking about. The guys that are available and everything you've heard, it's their asking price is just crazy. It it is absolutely ridiculous like kuzma i like kuzma kuzma's a good player but they want you know three first and a starting caliber caliber player yeah that's not kyle kuzma doesn't elevate us to the western conference finals he doesn't make us a championship contender it just that's it's it it's not you know that it is what it is and you know every week me and you have been coming on here and we've been talking about kings need to make move blah 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 but 
you know, the closer we get to the deadline and, and you start to see the facts come out of, you know, what people are asking for. And I'm starting to lean towards man, maybe Sacramento makes more of a lower level move. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. I was telling you yesterday offline, I'm, I'm a fan of Matias Thibel. I think Sacramento can get Matias Thibel uh, for practically nothing. You know, I think, I think Davion and, you know, they got a shit ton of seconds, maybe Davion and, you know, uh, a pr- really protected first I would do for Matias Thibel because I think he's young and uh, he can start and he plays defense and some of Sacramento needs, but that's kind of a, a you know, a, a stepping stone move. You know, they make that move and then in the offseason they make a different move to to really complete the roster. Um, but I don't think there's a move out there, man, that Sacramento makes that gets them out of the first round this year. I, I don't. I, I don't see a move out there um, that really improves the roster uh, without mortgaging the future. Well, I think that there there's always is a move that can get them out, you know, further. I, I disagree with that. But, what, but I would say that they – it's not worth doing. That is more my point. Like, it's not worth... I, I agree with you. I don't know what happened to the NBA and, and people's value valuing, but I don't understand what's happened because there's a couple different traits that, that you could do, and this is always how it's been in the NBA. It's always been, like, talent type of trade, which the Kings did with Sabonis and Halliburton. That's a talent type of swap trade, you know? There's always been that. There has been the the shittier team will take on, and that was the only time that that you got you got a lot of first round picks, is when a shitty team would take on a contract, a bad contract, give up a good player, okay, and the incentive for the shitty team to sit on bad contracts and give up a star was to get multiple first round picks. That's how that's how you did it, okay. And then and then outside of that, there was the other one which is like more. It was like two, which was which you would see for a Caruso or somebody else, where you know maybe a team would 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 take on a couple expiring contracts or a, a big chunk of the return that they're taking in being expiring, and then the other ones being a couple, you know, nickel and dime contracts here and there to make up make up the whole. That way they freed up some cap space. You know, once that expiring they take on uh, 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 falls off at the end of the season, and then you know they're able to kind of clean up their cap situation. And that's usually what you see. But I'm with you. Like It's astonishing that just because you have a player and you're like, yeah, three picks, three first-round picks for fucking nobodies. You know, and I think that we talked – I brought this up. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. You know where really I think one of the big re, uh, ones that I think is a lesson learned is uh, Vucevic, the Vucevic trade. That was one where Chicago – traded a lot and I'll, I'll i can pull it up while we're talking but i remember they traded a, several first round picks and like a young player and stuff too for vucevic and then vucevic was like you know he was an all-star and he was good but like he wasn't i don't know you know what tier you could put that guy in you know he's he's good but he's not he wasn't worth what the trade was yeah but let's let's be real too the the vucevic being an all-star in orlando was he was just on a bad team, dude. Like that guy was on a bad team. He was a good player, you know, but was was Vucevic ever in a tier like above Steven Adams or Jonas Valanciunas? Like I would have put him in that category as a player. Um, and him making the All-Star was just, you know, the East, East. There, there wasn't a lot of big men, right? First off, there wasn't a lot of big men. He was playing in Orlando and he was putting up double-double numbers, you know, 
but that that's what that was let's see so well, the magic... I'm, I'm, I, I have it up right now I have okay it up right now. i have okay it, go ahead well it wasn't i guess it's not as terrible but you know wendell carter auto porter and two future first round picks but i no, no, no wendell carter at the time okay and that's the thing is wendell carter at the time was a lottery pick he was a very high draft pick you know auto porter was a good player and you gave up two first for vucevic they have gotten worse since that trade you know what i mean like they or chicago had just had gotten levine i don't know if they had they don't think they had DeRozan yet maybe they maybe it was at the same time frame but they were really going for it and that that was a bad that was a bad trade that that right there was you know that set chicago back fucked up their cap space they're they're still trying to recover from that this year well that's that's why i used it as the reference you know you i guess I, you're right like looking at it I guess I was second guessing myself, but no, I, yeah, you're right. Like in the moment, you know, Wendell Carter was like seventh pick in draft. He'd been in the NBA for two years, and they sent two picks plus Otto Porter at that time. I would say people consider Otto Porter a starter at that time. Now, Otto Porter was good. He playing that that three and D, like you said. There wasn't a there's not a lot of guys in the NBA who you can plug in and start, man. Yeah, the, the it's it's a trade it's a trade like that, and then and then um. You know, I, I think it's it's risky. It's risky. There, there's hesitancy amongst players because you, with the cap situation like we went into last week, you make the wrong move for a guy who's who's average, and you mortgage your next two years of of picks plus maybe a developmental developmental player or a starter on your team, and it goes south, and you get worse. Not only are you stuck with the contract. Um, you also are getting worse and you lost the assets in the next year to two to parlay into another player or even just draft somebody else. And then you, that's how guys get fired. That's how teams get running amok, you know, and then they end up blowing it up. That That's how that happens. So for teams to be, I don't get where it's coming from. I don't get where it's coming from where, where teams are asking for so much in return. It doesn't make sense to me, really. We're going to see, man, if it pays off. You know, there, there's teams out there that feel like they're so close to a championship and they're willing, they're like, fuck it, we're willing to risk everything if we can win a championship this year and next year, right? There's always like that. Um, but the asking price is usually like, you know, uh, like you said, some players to break up the contract and then like a first or two. But I'm sorry, three firsts for a guy like Caruso, it's ridiculous ridiculous dude like i i don't care if you're close to a championship if you think you're close to a championship giving up that much for something it just i don't know man the guy for me guys like on that level they don't really sway the uh you know they don't sway the pendulum either way from you know i i just i don't think you're getting that much better i i wanted to we can talk more nba right now all right how about this one you know, you and I like DeJounte Murray. I like him a lot. I, I would consider Big doing fan. some stuff for him. Big fan. How the fuck are how the fuck are the Lakers in the mix? And how how is it that D'Angelo Russell is always just like getting moved for dudes, dude? I don't understand. If the Lakers land DeJounte Murray, I'm gonna kind of lose my shit. I'll be honest with you. I will be pissed about that. This is the thing about the DeJounte Murray thing, though. All right. He's coming on an expiring contract. There's very limited teams who are going to make an offer for DeJounte Murray because he's not going to want to resign. So like guys like that, and I, and I was pissed when I saw this too, but I start thinking about it. I'm like, all right, is Sacramento going to make a move for that guy and give up, you know, 
Barnes, Davion, and two firsts for a guy that he, he probably not going to re-sign in Sacramento, you know? And does Jazante Murray win you a championship? Does the move win the championship? No, he fucking doesn't. I'm sorry. He's a very good player. I like him a lot. But does, does you know, Darren Fox, Dejounte Murray, and Sabonis win a championship? No. Okay, so that takes 85% of the NBA out of the equation when it comes to trades for Dejounte Murray. Now, Atlanta, he's not going to re-sign with them. They're, they're shitty. They're not very good. I watched them the other night. They're in a shitty cap situation. Um, Atlanta is going to, you know, take what they can get. If they can get a first for a guy that's not going to be on their roster in three months, they're going to do it. So that's the, that's the mindset behind that. Uh, but it's fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's absolutely, it's bullshit. I, I agree. Um, but I saw like, what was it? D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hushimara and like a 2029 first to, to get that deal done. I don't know, but the counter argument to that is, you know, Sacramento signed Harrison Barnes to a shitty contract. Um, they can probably give a 2029 pick and Davion for maybe convince DeJounte Murray to resign. Worst case scenario, you freed up cap with Harrison Barnes at the end of the year and it is what it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I th- it is a really good take. It, it is a really good take that you did there. And you're absolutely right on why the values where it's at for 100% you are. Um, a lot of my reaction was, I'm just going to be fucking pissed if the Lakers, again, are able to just be the ones. But, you know, they, 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 one, it's going to come back. They've done this. They did this with, uh, they did this before, you know, where they, where they blew it up and they were bad for a lot of years. Okay. This is, uh, you know, kind of tail end of Kobe and kind of that era with all those guys and Julius Randle is, you know, that whole, that whole era. They've done this before. It'll come back and bite them in the ass at some point and we'll celebrate then. But, yeah, you're absolutely right on the value. I think that 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 is a you know it's you you probably won't get assurances because that guy's going to get paid big bucks on the on the open market. Um, you know that's why you see. I think the only it's tough. The Kings are in a weird spot because they they're good enough to be it's obviously to be in, a, in the playoff mix, so they're not desperate to do it. So you're going to see a lot of teams that have all the young players and they're not paying someone big time, or they're paying maybe one a player big time. You're going to see those teams make make the move and, and that's what the Pacers did with Siakam and that's what the Hawks did a couple of years ago when when they made a lot of, of of moves for players uh you know Clint Capella at the time it, because they were on a playoff run but then it blew up in their faces and Bogey did yeah. Daniel Gallinari that year. Yeah they they went and they went all in on guys and so you're gonna see those like lower tier or younger teams that aren't paying a lot they're willing to do it. They're willing to pay a guy or, you know, give up a bunch and pay it and, and, and guarantee a guy a higher contract like probably the Pacers did for that reason. But, yeah, the Kings are in a weird spot. They can't really do that. They can't say – they can't give up a bunch of shit because if it backfires if, – if the Kings were to make one too many moves and give up assets, it could potentially backfire. And they could be the Atlanta Hawks. They could be a team like that in a couple of years. Like, that's totally realistic if you fuck up. They could be the Bulls. They could be that. So let, let's just come out and talk about it. If you wanted Sacramento to make a move or two, who who do you think who do you think they should go get? Because I have my two, and 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 my two are it's conservative, but I think Sacramento is better tomorrow than they were today if they make the move. And I'll give you mine real quick. And I don't think it would give up a huge amount of assets, and I think your cap situation could potentially be better. Um, I think they need to move Harrison Barnes. Um, 
Davion Mitchell in a pick or two, and I, I they need to figure out a way to go get Matias Thibel, and they need to figure out a way to go get Bojan Bogdanovic from Detroit. And 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 when you look at a roster with, you know, a, a starting lineup of Demontis Sabonis, Bojan, Keegan, Matias Thibel, Darren Fox, try to keep Herder in that, and and you still have Monk coming off the bench. That's a roster that I'm like, okay, Sacramento's better than they were yesterday. You know, the I, I have to go back and look at Bigdonovich's contract, but I know Matias Thibel's going to be around. He's young. That's a piece that you want. Sacramento, for years, has lacked perimeter defense, and that's some somebody that we've talked about on the podcast over the last two or three years that can really help us. Um, Bigdonovich is a better shooter, and he's a better scorer than Barnes is, and he's still six foot eight, six foot nine. That gives you the size um, to play. So those those are my two guys. I, I'm I'm getting away from the slam dunk. Let's go try to find a star and let's go pay a guy like Jeremy Grant or Zach Levine or something like that. And let's go get, let's go get guys, quote unquote, fit guys, guys that we need um, that make us better tomorrow than we were today without ruining our cap for the next, you know, whatever and giving up a huge amount of assets. I think Bogdanovich is 100%. I, I'd thrown that in the group chat that we have when they played uh, the last time they played. Uh, he's older pulling up his contract. Uh, he's due for 20 mil this year and then partial guarantee 19 next year. I don't think it'd be anything too much to get. I think you could actually nit- nickel and dime some contracts together and maybe uh, some type. You, you, the only thing is, is you're looking into with a trailer that you're looking into a potentially protected pick in the future, which I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's really worth it, but um as far as the player fit, I mean, we always said he was always the, the number one Bogdanovich in the NBA, you know, in my opinion. Uh, the guy's a scorer, he's a shooter. I always, I thought he fits. I've always thought he fits uh, really well. No, your 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 trades right there are really good. Thibel and Bogdanovich, and even if they were to keep kind of everybody and they were to like you know nickel and dime the the contract match back, that would be. I think the Kings would, that would be awesome. That'd be an awesome short one. If you're because, able to make out the first round picks, that's that's legit. Yeah, because you know. Like McDonovan, she's 33 or 34, I think. You know, like, whatever. You got two more years on his contract. Is he going to fall off as much as, you know, like, is he going to fall off in the next two years until his contract's up? A little bit, right? But, like, the dude is a shooter, you know? Like, I I, I would rather pay him the same amount of money we were going to pay Barnes, even though he's a little bit older. And then I, I Sacramento really needs Matias Leibold. It's been, for the last few years, I've kind of been against it. Um, but they need it now. I think now is a good time uh, that they that they should go get that guy. I'm trying to bring up how much is Matias Thibel making. I'll pull it, I'll pull his up because I'm I'm kind of on the the site right now. Here's what I'll say too about the trades, and I know we talked about it last week, man. And I know people will kill us, but honestly, like they need to figure out what they're gonna do about Malik Monk. Okay. And to have it, uh, Matisse Thibel is three years, thirty-three million is what he signed. So he's like on he's like on ten, eleven million a year, and he's signed through twenty-six with a player t- option. Ten, ten and a half this year, uh, eleven next year, and eleven five with that with that option. Uh, the last that's, year. That's so a really really good contract. Really right good, there. Really good contract. Really good. I think I I don't want to do this. Okay, so I'm gonna say this. I and I said I don't want. I, it's not what I want. I don't want to trade Malik Monk. I really like Malik Monk. I'm I'm in the camp of I think that Malik Monk probably should be starting. But to me, the fact that you didn't, I don't know, man. If you're, it, 
I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but if there's this whole thing that they're just going to let him walk at the end of the year, then you probably should just trade him right now and just be done with it. Okay, lock in, lock in somebody. If you're gonna if you're gonna sign him and you 100 know you're gonna sign him, then you know it. Probably you should probably just fucking start him or figure. I don't know. I think there that that's a bit of a dilemma in in that. But if you're gonna let him walk, trade him. That's my biggest thing. If you're gonna let him walk, trade him now. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I I, I agree. Right. It's it comes back to the whole that's similar to the Bogdan Bogdanovich shit, right? Like it was me and you were very adamant about you probably need to trade this guy because one, you're not going to be able to resign this guy and he's going to walk. Right. So you need to get some value out of it. Out of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Do I want to trade Malik Monk? No, but if, if you, if there's a chance that you're like, yeah, we're going to let him walk, then yeah, you need to go make the move uh, real quick. Eric, breaking news. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been bought out by Charlotte and I'm already seeing on Kingsland. Should Sacramento go get Kyle Lowry? All right. First off. Okay. The guy's like 30 fucking eight and he's not very good. Okay. Why, why was Sac- Why would Sacramento need to do that as a, they're like to be a backup point guard. And second, Kyle Lowry's trying to win a championship. Why the fuck would Kyle Lowry come to Sacramento? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, st- uh, no, no, I, I just saw that right now. It's a big topic of discussion on Kingsland actually. So uh, it, it just happened like 30 minutes ago and there's already a bunch of comments of people trying to go get him. And it's like, holy shit, people. Why would Kyle Lowry come to Sacramento to be a, a, a backup point guard? That guy's trying to win a championship in probably his last year in the NBA. Um, expect him to go to Milwaukee, the Lakers, uh, maybe like Dallas, Denver, teams like that. So Sacramento is not in that at all. I thought Phoenix was like kind of a... Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is a good one. Boston. Like the guy's trying to win a championship, dude. He's going for those top tier teams. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any chance that Kyle Lowry decides. You know what? I'm going to go to Sacramento for my last four months of my NBA career. Let's be real, people. Come on. Yeah, I I agree. And the Kings aren't going to be in the market for buyout guys. Okay. Uh, you. I didn't really answer your question though. You asked me who my players were. I agree with. I actually agree with a lot of your your uh, like kind of what you said there. And I I'd, I'd be I'd favor that too. To get a little bit bigger, uh, I'm gonna say this one because it's just because people talk about it. No one want all the Kings fans are like I don't want Miles Bridges. I'll fucking take Miles Bridges. I'm just gonna say it on the podcast, dude. Yeah, me too. 100%. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, yeah, I don't, dude. I don't you know, yeah. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm, I'm in the business. I, I'm in the business of uh, winning basketball games, dude. I don't give a fuck with that guy. Obvi- okay, don't need to say it like that. Obviously, piece yeah, of shit dude. move. Okay, obviously, ob- yeah, obviously, piece of shit move. But at the end of the day, I'm a fan, and I'm a fan of winning basketball games. Um, I would like Miles Bridges on my team because he's young and he's fucking good. Uh, all that other shit and the moral high ground and and everything that you know comes with Miles Bridges, that's on management to figure out, bro. I want that motherfucker because he's gonna help us win games. So every everybody who's like, no, Sacramento is better than that. No, they're fucking not, dude. No, they're not. They're they're it just 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 for reference, everybody. They're. They were employing somebody in their G League team that fucking murdered somebody like a month and a half ago. So you could eat shit, dude. I, I will take Miles Bridges. Well, and everybody's, like I said, the moral high ground. Here, here's the thing. Last I checked, Miles Bridges is an eligible NBA player and is currently playing in the NBA and is currently scoring 20 points a game. Everything else, dude, we don't know. You don't know what these people do. 
I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of them for their. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like it like this. I love Kanye West, Ryan. I love Kanye. Kanye is the man. Okay, but every time, like, I play Kanye around my wife or somebody, like, like, oh, Kanye, he's in there. I don't care. I don't care because you know his music is awesome. I don't care what he does outside. I'm not doing that. Like, the only time I've drew a line was like Michael Jackson. You know, that shit was weird. And, you know, I drew the line there. But even still, dude, when fucking some of that stuff comes on, you know, some Michael Jackson, you know, sometimes you start dancing, dude, because, you know, it's <laughs> I don't care, dude. And, and, and it, what's hilarious about the moral high ground, OK, is pretty sure uh, Matt Barnes is all over the King's media, dude. All, you know, the shit that has been around Barnes over the years, dude, that's come out. And the ghetto shit, like behind him and Steven Jackson, saying that they talk, shit. yeah, the shit they talk about on all the smoke. But then, oh, hey, he's our post game guy, man. We love him, dude. Matt Barnes, he's 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 from here, dude. And like, do you, Matt Barnes? I'm not trying to shit on Matt Barnes here. I'm just saying, like, I think Matt Barnes is cool. I've seen a video of him spitting on a dude. Okay, I spitting on guys, and, and so like, we don't know what any of these guys do. All I know is Miles Bridges Bridge is an eligible NBA player and scores 20 points a game and has like an $8 million contract, and he's up in the trade. So you know what? Maybe maybe he can come here to the Golden One Center, and we can show him Jesus, and he might turn his life around, and you know what I mean? Never forget, man, Ray Lewis killed somebody, and everybody loves him, dude. So Dante Stallworth? Yeah, Dante Stallworth. Like, never forget, bro, all this shit, dude. You know, I was just listening. Speaking of Matt, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, they were talking about – Fucking there. Uh, Steven Jackson was talking about the Indiana Pacers and how they had a bunch of guns in the car and they got in fucking brawls. All the crazy shit those guys did, man. So, yeah, that, I, I'm totally with you on the moral high ground. That's for management to figure out, and that's their that's their thing. Uh, I'm just here to win basketball games, and Miles Bridges doesn't cost a lot of money, and he's hella good, and he is a position of need. So, fuck yeah, give me Miles Bridges. Twenty five year old, six seven forward averaging 20 points a game and we're gonna be like no bro you don't even know what these guys do you have no clue what these guys do in the back rooms of strip clubs dude you have no clue like let's not try to act like that but i just want to put that out there because i just wanted to say i would okay but realistic stuff too out there the only you know when it comes to like big name big Big trade. I know you and you've been against it. I I think this is the time to strike with Zach Levine. I do I do think that I would support that because you would not have to really give much up for it. I think if you could just match the contract and give them some cap relief, maybe sprinkle in to continue on the word a couple shekels of second round picks or something, dude. You're gonna get Zach Levine, dude. Locked in. You're gonna get him. There it is. And and you know what? If things don't work out, he's several years into his contract. We can pull it up just for just to be accurate on the take, Ryan. Okay. But he's not like he didn't just sign this massive contract. He's a couple years in. And I know it's a big max. And I know it was probably like five years. And I know it's probably like 40 million a year. He's locked in for another three more years after this with a player option that goes up to 48 million. Okay. That's kind of a lot. I don't know. But I I I would I would do it because I think that you can get some shit back with it. You know, I think that if you're real, if if the Kings really were to say we're going to take the next three years and and really, uh, you know, kind of go in on a roster, and it wouldn't be just him in a return. You'd be giving up a lot of, you wouldn't give up any first round picks. 
I don't think, and I don't unless you're just dumb. And I think you could give up a lot of players in your roster who you don't like. And you know, I think you can give up Herder and give up Barnes and give up a couple, you know, contracts on the back end. And you could probably get him and maybe another rotational legit player and probably do it. Maybe you know, I don't know. I just think, I, I think I think the Kings do need to kind of. I'm not saying I think if if it's right you do it. I would support it. I wouldn't be bad at it. I, it wouldn't be one of those I would be pissed. I I wouldn't because I've always wanted Zach Levine. I've always liked Zach Levine, and I think that's what the Kings need another score. I, I don't. And at the end of the day, you know, the King they're not going to get in the bio market. They're not going to sign someone to do that. You're you're going to draft. I, I, they're in this window where you're going to draft a guy and hope it works out like Keegan Murray. You know. Like, you know, what if Keegan Murray just is what he is? And then and then they, they don't ever get that score. And then they miss this window because they didn't want to, you know, do it. So I don't know. No, I, I agree. There's a chance two years from now, Sacramento fucking is sitting here and they haven't improved. And we're having a podcast about how they need to trade Fox and Sabonis to figure something out. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's possible. I'm, I'm always about going in, right? And, and going for a championship. The thing is, I don't, I don't believe Zach Levine, Sabonis, and Fox wins a championship. I don't think the three of them can win a championship. I, I just don't. I, I think there'd be too many holes still. I, I don't see a, a big three of Levine, Fox, and Sabonis wins a championship. I just don't. You know, at the end of the day, I really like Levine. He's athletic. He he checks all the boxes when you, you know, when you look at his stat line. When you look at him as a player, his age. But one thing I can't get over, the guy hasn't won. You know, there there hasn't been, you know, in left Minnesota, goes to Chicago, doesn't figure it out between him, DeRozan, obviously Lonzo got hurt, Vucevic, Patrick Williams. There's been decent teams there. They haven't won. You know, in my opinion, I and I'd have to go back and look, but Chicago seems to be getting worse every year since they put that group together. You know, and, and I can't ignore that. And I, it's hard to pay somebody almost $50 million a year when you look at it and like, man, he hasn't affected winning. There's been a lot of guys in the history of the NBA who have put up a lot of good stats. But at the end of the day, you look at their records and they, they didn't fucking win anything. You know, and, and I, I don't know if he affects winning uh, for, in Sacramento. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd have to see it now. Would I be mad if they got him not? Because I'm, like I said, I'm about... I'm about it, man. Let's let's try put put the chips in and and let the cards land where the cards land, right? It's it's just one of those situations that, in my opinion, I don't know if I don't think it's he's good enough to to elevate them there. But I wouldn't be mad at it. Fuck it, right? It would be fun to watch. Well, you gotta, they, they, you know, I just have this fear too that they're like you said. There's there was a world where they just kind of float around, float around, and then they're blowing it up and they didn't take advantage. You know, you can always maneuver your way out of things. And and eventually, if you're a really good team, you you can be like what the Lakers and the and the Warriors and and the Suns and look at the Suns. Look what they did all the, you know, they they were they were bad, dude. The Suns were bad for like a while and then they 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 mortgaged a bunch. Eventually, if you want to get to that upper echelon, the picks and all that, it's it's whatever. You're sending guys, you're doing you're just doing you're doing shit where you can blow up your roster and and that's what the the Warriors they took on D'Angelo Russell they took on Andrew Wiggins it's um uh, they've, they've done things like that it, it, look at what the Suns did they took on Chris Paul and, and you know like there's you just do sometimes you just get talent keep your picks and then worry about it later you know and and 
I don't want the Kings to be a, too careful, though. At the same time, like I understand if the, I understand if this year they don't make a big move because it's not there and the asking is too big. And if it's not Zach Levine, I get it. But I don't. I, I what I don't want is just to be too cautious and too careful. Just as much as I don't want them to be too aggressive. You know, you're not going to nickel and dime your way to building the perfect roster that's going to be cohesive and be together for 10 years. That's just not the NBA. The NBA runs in two to three year cycles. We could be talking in two years from now where some random player who may not be in the NBA or is in the NBA, NBA currently is ascending and the Kings could trade Sabonis. They could be they could end up training Sabonis in, in, in two years and and bringing back somebody crazy. You never you never know anything's possible. So this, I think this whole thing of trying to make this whole cohesive uh, roster that fits together like a perfect Tetris board into success is not, you know, just don't, don't be, don't be so stuck on that too. And if you're going to err, err on a young guy who was a straight score too. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I just, I, I think that if I had to, as we dive into the trade machine and we put together some of our real, like realistic stuff, um, is is that I think that uh, the 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 Kings the Kings probably are going to end up it, uh, more like what you're saying, and I'd I'd favor that honestly, dude. If they got Matisse Thibel, bro, that's a that's a dub, huge dub, and I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I I think a a, a more minuscule move right there, and give yourself a little bit of flexibility in the off season, uh, you know, for teams that underachieve and want to move guys. Um, I, I think that's a huge, I think it's a huge plus. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just, it's been a weird trade year, man. It, it really has so far. I've usually there's, you know, you just kind of get used to the big names out there, the Kyrie's, the Kevin Durant's and James Harden, where it feels like Ben Simmons every single year where you're like, man, there's guys out there. There's stars out there. The stars aren't out, you know, the stars aren't out. And there's a lot of bad teams in the NBA that are trying to capitalize on some mid players and it's made for a weird market. It really has. And uh, I'm sure in the next, you know, four or five days, names are going to start popping up. I'm sure that's going to happen. Um, so there might be some dark horses, dude. You know, there might be some random dudes in the NBA right now that all the all of a sudden become available, but based off the current market, man, I think if Sacramento is able to pull off a Bogdanovich, and a Matias Thibel without giving up multiple firsts, man. I that's a fucking W. Do you get better? Yes. Do you still maintain uh, somewhat of some cap flexibility? Yes. Because at the end of the day, to to make that move, it would be Davion. It would be Harrison Barnes. Um, it would maybe be like a guy like Trey Lyles or something, right? And and just off the top of my head, that makes the money pretty close from what it already is, you know. And do you get better? Yes, you do. So. Um, expect a move like that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and realistically, superstar trades are not as common, man. We talk about that usually every year. They're not as common. It's a lot of mid-tier shit and a lot of average, you know, average players. If, if the Kings can just get somebody who can play and fill in a position of need, it is what it is. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens kind of the next couple weeks. And uh, hopefully the Kings put together a little winning streak after the losing streak, Ryan. That's something, if anything, just to play on the court. I know we didn't get to it today as much. I'll touch on it for a quick second, though, is uh, people were saying, you know, the the all-star talk is going on right now. And is, you know, De'Aaron Fox. And he said, he said it, the one thing about the Kings right now is it's he said he's had a tough month. You know, twenty. I don't know what he's at. Twenty three a game for the month, which is twenty three a game is a tough month for him. 
Um, I don't know. I'm a little worried about him getting worn out. I'm a little bit worried about what was that aspect of it and, and, and what's going on on that front. And, um, you know, I don't know. That's just something, it's something, it's something to look at uh, over the next couple of weeks, because if, if you continue to rely on the guy, I wonder, I wonder about him making it to the end of the season, dude, do you feel the same way or are you, 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 you have a different take? Uh, I think he's going to be all right. I think they're going to, I think he'll figure it out. He's going to be fine, dude. Um, everybody else in the NBA does it. What makes deer and Fox any different? You know, there's a lot of guys who played just as minutes and even more minutes than deer and Fox does. Uh, I, I think he, I think he's going to be just fine, but also on the all-star take, I don't think he's gonna make the all-star game. Not, not that he's not deserving, but, um, there's just guys out there on better teams, um, that I think, you know, like Minnesota, uh, Minnesota is a team that deserves two all-stars at least, you know, if, if the Kings got two all-stars last year, Minnesota deserves two all-stars, the Clippers deserve two all-stars, uh, you know, so it's just kind of the the Lakers, you know, LeBron's a starter. It, does Anthony Davis not make the all-star team? He's probably, he's the best player on the team. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, can you leave Anthony Davis out of an all-star game? Uh, I don't think so. Can you leave Steph Curry out of an all-star game? I don't think so. You know, even in, and I mean, I talked offline the other day, they're bad. They're the 12 seed, you know, De'Aaron Fox statistically is better than him across the board on a better team, but it's the all-star game, right? Can you leave Steph Curry out of the all-star game when he's averaging 26 and a half points per game, shooting 41% from three? I just don't see a world where that happens. So I, I think, I think Fox is out. I think Sabonis is in uh, rightfully so. And it, it is what it is, man. You know, you're a guard in the Western conference that has uh, some ridiculously talented guards right now. On big names too, but you know what? Even all said, and you know the sky's not falling. The Kings are currently, as we record, the fifth seed in the Western Conference. Ryan, they're above the Suns, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Lakers, dude. You know, yeah, and we're, yeah, we're yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, Luka Doncic dropped seventy three points last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Pelicans don't have a guard who's going to get in right there. Um, you know what are the other teams? You know what I mean? Like the between between Denver, Minnesota. The Clippers, you know, you have Jokic, you got uh, Anthony Edwards, you got Rudy Gobert, you got Carnley Towns, who's having a really good year. You got Paul George, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. Like that's, you know, a lot of guys right there. And then you're not even leaving out the sure fame, the sure uh, fire hall of famers in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry. And, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of names, man. It's hard. You know, and on the All-Star front, I'm not arguing that. I'm more in just totality about the Kings, where they stand, what they're, what's going on. I think it's it's easy to get, like I said, prisoners of the moment, like people do sometimes in a, in a good way, but also in a bad way too. Don't become because in, in totality, they're they're 25 and 18. They've won two straight, you know, and, and that their fifth seed even after coming off of a, a a bad losing streak earlier in the month. So, uh, looking forward to see what the next couple of weeks bring, and then obviously with the trade front, if anything, and see if maybe the Kings could sustain this because I'm I think that when you get into a seven game series, Ryan. And if De'Aaron Fox is healthy, I think that's where he can elevate like he did last year. And I think that's uh, anything can still happen because I just believe in that guy, uh, you know, that much. But, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at KingsCast, Eric and at KingsCast. Ryan, we're active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. Check that out. If you want to support the show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify and leave us a five-star review. It does help us reach more Kings fans just like you. 
And as always, you can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kangs. Kangs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.